You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. And it's going to start with our first segment. List building with Joe. So instead of a list this week, um, I wanted to kind of talk about ships that are self-sufficient. Now, what I mean by self-sufficient is I mean ships that can uh, either uh, double mod their shots or um, can have the potential for multiple tokens for offense and defense. So with that said, I'm going to go through and do that in each faction. And then, um, yeah, so we'll kind of go from there. And these are are just the ones that stood out to me. I'm sure I missed one or two, but... um, Let's take a look at what each faction brings to the table that's self-sufficient. So first, in the Rebellion, we'll start off with Pops. Now, Pops' ability reads, after you fully execute a white maneuver, you may choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 1. If you do, it may perform a focus action. So um, Pops can double mod himself if he would like. Next, we'll look at the Feng Fighter, the Clan Ren Volunteers, which their pilot ability is while you perform an attack at range 1. If the speed of your maneuver matches that of a friendly ship at range 1, you may re-roll one attack die. So this is a conditional double mod, but double mod nonetheless, (coughs) where is if um, (coughs) this pilot is flanking another pilot, that... Um, it can double mod its its shots. And then next, we look at uh, Dirk Olden, Olodin, also in the Fang Fighter in the Rebellion, whose pilot ability reads, After you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, you may acquire a lock on an enemy ship in your front arc at range 1. So, also conditional, but has the potential to double mod his shots. All right, we already looked at the Clan Ren Volunteer. Next, we've got Ezra Brizzer in the Gauntlet, whose pilot ability is the same across whatever (coughs) chassis he's in, which is while you defend or perform an attack. If you are stressed, you may change one, you may spend one force to change up to two of your focus results to evades or hits. So Ezra, and this, you're going to see this, uh, force users as a whole are, are, going to be kind of self self-sufficient on their own uh, next we've got the hawks any of the moldy crow hawks are going to be self-sufficient just because they can spend the first couple of turns baking those tokens that they'll then be able to get target locks um, next we've got the yt1300 and for those um, any one of them uh, leia especially with the ability to or with force is going to be able to do it. Lando with his ability to get um, two um, two actions. Han Solo, either one of them can get uh, uh, double mods per se in in uh, his attacks. 
And then if you slap a force user on any, way, any of these, then obviously they become even more self-sufficient. All right, uh, next in the A-Wing, we've got Ahsoka Tano. Uh, force user kind of goes without saying. Tycho Kelchu, in, also in the A-Wing, uh, is self-sufficient if he can fail the boost with composure. Um, so that's kind of conditional. Uh, Luke Skywalker in the T-65, Force user, obviously. Um, U-Wings. Uh, any U-Wings that can equip a Force user has the potential to double mod with a special shout-out to uh, Mag Vallaro carrying the child um, who just really kind of crunches down on that downside to carrying the child. And then the last one we'll talk about in Rebels is Canon Jarrus in the VCX. Um, just because um, he's a force user and he can easily double mod his shots. Alright, then we'll look at the Empire. Uh, the Empire will start off with any of the force using TIE V1s. So, uh, Grand Inquisitor, Fifth Brother, Second Sister, um, or Seventh Sister, sorry. Um or even just the generic Inquisitors um, can all all can double mod their shots. In the TIE Advance, we have Darth Vader, uh, either one, boy or uh, regular Vader, um, do that. In the Reapers, um, Vermeil is kind of the one that is self-sufficient um, offensively um, by himself, Faroff, self-sufficient defensively by himself. Um, but if you slap a force user on him, then any of the Reapers can be um, uh, have that potential to uh, with targeting computer, right, to be able to do that. In the TIE Defender, you have Darth Vader. You also have Colonel Vessery, kind of conditional. Um, if there is a lock already on that Defender, then he gets those double-minded shots. Um in the Interceptor, uh, Sunterfell, Asterix. So he can get those multiple tokens, which is kind of what you want. Um, but And then passive mods with Predator. So he's kind of in there. But the one that I think is really uh, self-sufficient is Second Sister in the Interceptor. Uh, she's just got an amazing pilot ability, which reads, While you perform an attack against a lock ship after you roll attack dice... You may acquire a lock on the... No, that's sorry. That's Colonel Vessery. Second sister is while you perform an attack after neutralized results step. If you attack... If the attack hit, you may spend two force. If you do, change all of your hits to uh, critical results. Now, um, with two force and an evade, every turn, second sister is going to be really hard to pin down. Uh, and then defensively speaking, Iden Versio uh, is kind of self-sufficient. In that regard. So lots of options in the Interceptor. In the tile lens, the one that jumped out to me is Night Beast and Howrunner. So Howrunner kind of gives you those um, offensive uh, double modded attack. Whereas Night Beast kind of gives you those multiple tokens. Uh, in the Striker, Duchess with a Force user. Um, or any of them with a Force user. And targeting computer, if they've got the points for it, has the potential to have that double modded. And then same thing with the uh, decimators. Um, by themselves without force, Rack is probably your closest one. Um, 
but add force users in there and then they become um, that much more uh, challenging. All right, next faction, Scum and Villainy. Um, and again, this if you add force users um, to these, most of them, um, most of the larger ships uh, kind of fall into that um, self-sufficient list. So we've got Han Solo, um, any basically any of the customized YT-1300s with a force user, um, Finn Rao with Fearless, uh, I I think is self-sufficient because he's able to kind of um, double mod his uh, dice in a non-standard um, way. Boba Fett in the Fire class, um, Patrol Craft, Fire Spray class. <coughs> Jeez, I can I can talk. In the Fire Spray, Boba Fett uh, definitely self-sufficient. Uh, Maul in the Gauntlet, self-sufficient. Cannon Jarrus in the Hawk uh, or Palob, um, self-sufficient. Uh, Dangar with Han Solo crew. Or this goes with any of the gunner slots that can take Han Solo crew. Has the potential to be self-sufficient. And then in the MC, M3A Interceptor, Genesis Red, uh, has the ability to be self-sufficient. Um, okay, next we'll look at the resistance and the resistance. I only saw a few that really stuck out again, same, the rules applies force users, anything that could take a force user has their, um, adding their Poe Dameron, um, just has the ability to, with the, with the double action to do basically push the limit, um, from the old, uh, 1.0 card, um, <coughs> He's definitely able to be as self-sufficient as he needs to be. Uh, Ray in the Scavage YT-1300, uh, although I will add that any of the YT-1300s with Ray Gunner, uh, just as self-sufficient. Uh, Finn in the Resistance Pod is self-sufficient. Um, any of the, the transports... Um, with a force user, have the ability to be self-sufficient, and then in the A-wing, ZZ Slow, with his uh, after you defend or perform an attack, you may spend one charge to gain a focus or evade token. Has the ability to be self-sufficient, um, especially if you're adding in advanced optics on that on that particular build, um, and you can have a token for offense and defense, um, depending on how he's flying. Okay. Thanks for bearing with me. Just a couple more factions. Let's get through them. Uh, we'll start with the First Order. Any of the BAs have the potential to be self-sufficient uh, with the caveat that they kind of hurt themselves to be self-sufficient. Uh, in the FO, Commander Malaris with her uh, Glitter Stem ability um, is self-sufficient. Recoil with Predator at range 1 is conditionally self-sufficient sufficient in the silencer and uh kylo ren in the silencer also self-sufficient uh kylo ren in the whisper self-sufficient and then also the other one in the whisper that um has the potential to be self-sufficient is whirlwind especially if you can get him up to um a higher initiative using swarm tactics all right in the 
resistant or I'm sorry, Republic. Um, this is going to come as uh, no surprise. Pretty much all the Force users uh, in the Delta 7s and Adas uh, have that ability to be self-sufficient. Um, broadside and Matchstick in the Y-Wings, um, self-sufficient. And then uh, Anakin in the Naboo, uh, also self-sufficient. Um, those are the ones that really, really jumped out me there. And then in CIS, um, obviously force users, um, self-sufficient, uh, Shurtek in the Nantex has the ability to be self-sufficient. General Grievous, uh, in the Bubble Lab is the ability to be self-sufficient. And then as kind of a little thing, um, I don't know that I really want to include this, but Dirge and his ability to stay alive um, kind of gives him a, a self-sufficiency-esque type thing um, that can really help out. All right, so that was a very long uh, first segment. Let's go ahead and go into the next one. AMG Rules for. And we'll start this week out with Dead to Rights, Range Zero. OP, does Cad Bane's Dead to Rights ability trigger when the defender is in his bullseye arc is at range zero? Answer, yes. Dead to Rights will still trigger when Cad Bane is attacking a ship in his bullseye arc at range zero. While an attacker at range zero cannot reduce the number of defense dice you roll, cancel your results, or modify your results, they are able to prevent the defender from modifying their own defense dice. Alright, next question. Independent calculations overlapping enemy ship. OP. Can a ship equipped with independent calculations that has overlapped an enemy ship use independent calculations to acquire two calculate tokens? Answer. No. A ship with independent calculations cannot use it to acquire a second calculate token after overlapping only enemy ships. Independent calculations require the initial action to be a white calculate action, whereas the allowed action when overlapping only enemy ships is a red calculate action. Next question, Ada 2 Anakin Bup Focus Clarification. OP, Ada 2 Anakin's ability reads, quote, after you or a friendly Obi-Wan Kenobi ship at range 0 to 3 executes a maneuver, if there are more enemy ships than other friendly ships at range 0 to 1 of that ship, you may spend one force. If you do, that ship removes one red token of your choice. End quote. If 8-2 Anakin bumps into an enemy ship and performs a red focus using the new overlap rules, can he then use his ability to remove the stress from the red focus? Answer. Yes. Ada 2 Anakin's ability can be used to remove the stress gained from performing the red focus action after overlapping only enemy ships. The timing of the red focus is after the check, check difficulty step, meaning the stress is gained during the executing a maneuver step, with Anakin's ability then triggering after executing a maneuver. Next question, Kiara Crew and Glass Gas Clouds. OP, a ship equipped with Kiara Crew flies into a glass cloud it has locked. Does the cloud still cause locks that are on the ship to be removed? Answer, no. 
The ship equipped with Kiara crew would not remove any of the locks on that ship. When a ship ignores obstacles, it means it ignores the effects of the obstacles, which in this case means no locks are removed. Next question. Blaze Mumbus Malbus crew card usage after enemy ship overlap and activation phase. OP, I want to ensure I am referencing this right. Given that the Kraken errata takes place in the engagement phase and overlapping takes place in activation phase, number one, a ship activates and overlaps enemy ship. Two, Ship overlap rules. If the overlap ship was an enemy ship, if it is not stressed, it may immediately perform a focus or calculate on its action bar, treating the action as red. If resolving the single sentence rule without interrupt, ship resolves immediately verbiage and receives a stress token. 3. Blaze Mambus card is not a replacement effect as it does not use the words would and instead, therefore it enters no action queue ahead of the overlap effect being resolved. 4. Ship completes the immediately granted focus from the overlap and receives a stress token. This is where the timing of Baze's ability comes into question. 5. Baze's first sentence states, quote, While you perform an action, you may treat it as read, end quote. And per the car interpretation rules, use of may, can, and must, the word may be used to mean has the option true. Option two. So when does Baze's ability become relevant in the activation phase as it relates to the rules for overlapping? How does he have the option to treat the red focus as red if it is already red? Thank you. Answer. Yes. Blaze Malbus crew will trigger while resolving the red focus action granted by overlapping only enemy ships. Baze's ability can trigger on any focus action as long as it's being treated as red. This includes if it was a red focus action initially. Next question, moving through obstacles. OP. Hi. The new edition of the rules reference guidance concerning starting on an obstacle confuses me a bit. To be precise, this part, quote, before a ship moves, if it is at range zero of an obstacle, it does not suffer the effects of that obstacle unless it overlaps that obstacle again. Before a ship moves, if it is overlapping an obstacle, it does not suffer the effects of moving through that obstacle, end quote. So can you please explain the following scenario? Ship Z sits right in the middle of an asteroid in the way that the movement tool will overlap the asteroid, but... It will not end its turn on the asteroid again. A. Does It does take the effect, so one damage will roll additional damage when moving off the asteroids. Or B. It does not take the effect of the asteroid when moving. Answer. In this scenario where ship Z was overlapping an obstacle and moves off that obstacle, then no ship Z would suffer... Then no, ship Z would suffer the effects of moving through the asteroid that turn as it was already overlapping the obstacle before it moved and did not overlap it again. All right, next one. Satine Cray's crew and hound pilot ability timing. OP. Hi, I'm wondering about the interaction between Satine Cree's crew and hound pilot ability. Can I activate Satine, give a ship a focus plus 
deplete. Transfer the deplete to hound, then give hound a focus plus deplete via Satine. Or does Satine have to fully activate across the entire list before entering hound's ability into the queue? The latter would mean that if hound also took a focus deplete, he would not be able to take the friendly ship's deplete. Thanks. Answer. Yes. In this scenario, when you activate Satine Crew by spending the charges, you could have another friendly small ship in Hound's Arc resolve the ability and gain one focus and deplete token before Hound. Hound's ability would trigger at that point, allowing Hound to transfer the deplete token to themselves. You could then have Hound resolve Satine's ability for one focus and another deplete token, resulting in the Hound having two deplete tokens after Satine's ability finishes resolving. Next question, questions about Targeting Synchronizer. OP, can Targeting Synchronizer ignore the lock, attack requirement, trigger, pilot, or ship ability? For example, can TIE X1 additional attack dice? I think it's supposed to be roll additional attack dice. Can TIE Defender Elite get a bonus primary attack? Answer. Targeting Synchronizer allows a friendly ship to ignore the target lock attack requirement for attacking with special weapons. It does not allow a friendly ship to ignore other ability lock-based requirements, such as those that require an attacker to have a lock on the Defender, such as the Act 1 or the Defender Elite. And the last question that we'll read today is, does Swarm Tactics cascade? OP, if I have an init Initiative 6 Ship A with Swarm Tackets, a second ship, Initiative 3 Ship B with Swarm Tackets, and a third Initiative 1 Ship C, does Swarm Tactics cascade, i.e., can Initiative 6, can A give Initiative 6 to B, B give it to Initiative, give Initiative 6 to C, instead of his original Initiative 3? So for only 10 loadout points, I have three ships at Initiative 6, but need to stay at range one? Regard. Answer. Yes, Swarm Tactics can cascade across multiple ships. Swarm Tactics allows a target ship to treat its initiative as equal to the current initiative of the ship with Swarm Tactics until the end of the round. Okay, now that we've done that, uh, let's go ahead and go on to the main topic of this week's episode, which is going to be reading over PAX Unplugged mid-tier lists. As a reminder, we read the mid-tier lists because this is these are lists that could have been um, at the top had variants or decision-making gone a different way. So these lists are lists that you shouldn't sneer at right away. So with that said, let's go ahead and start with Adam Forgett. Flying CIS with Dirge with Ion Cannon, Heavy Laser Cannon, Xanadu Blood. Django Fett with Notorious, Savage Opress, Seismic Charges, Contraband Cybernetics, False Transponder Codes, Slave One, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Count Dooku with Malice, Rolling Anger, and the Scimitar title, so that's uh, Sock, Count Dooku. The Iron Assembler with Discord Missiles, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts. So we've got a, a four-ship list. Um, so, gosh, two fives and a six. And then the Iron Assembler out there just wreaking havoc with Discord missiles and being annoying. Um, yeah, 
I, I like it. Um, okay. All right. Next list. Alan Camacho flying the Empire with Juno Eclipse with elusive fire control system and Magpulse warheads. Vizier with Emperor Palpatine. Flight leader Ubel with composure. Sync laser cannons. Hotshot gunner and the target assist uh, configuration. And Morna Key with Ruthless, Darth Vader, Triple Zero, and BT-1. So actually a very interesting... So there's a lot of beef in this list. Uh, between the Decimator, the... Um, oh, I can't... The, the Brute and the Reaper. That's a lot of health to go through. And then on top of all that, you've got uh, Juno and the X-1 just also... Um, potentially wreaking havoc. So I I like it. All right, next we've got Larry T with Canon Jarrus with Maul, Rook Cast with Notorious, The Child, The Mandalorian, Drop Seat Bay, Contraband Cybernetics, Swivel Wing, Boba Fett with Fearless, Jamming Beam, Proton Bombs, Contraband Cybernetics, Marauder, Ahsoka Tano, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Okay, we've seen this archetype do well in the past. Um, no surprise to, to see it here. Merrick, I'm going to butcher that next last name, so sorry, Merrick, if you ever listen to this podcast. Also flying CIS, so we've got uh, Sock, Count Dooku, Jango Fett with Savage Opress, Seismic Charges, False Transponder Codes, Shield Upgrade, Slave One, Veteran Tail Gunner, Volan Doss with Marshmanship, Proton Rockets, False Transponder Codes, and the Iron Assembler with Energy Cell Charges, Munitions Failsafe, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts. So, um, yeah. I mean, Count Dooku, Jango Fett, that, that combination is is just nasty. Um, add in another I-5 of your choice and Iron Assembler, and you've got an archetype ready to wreak havoc. All right. Next, we've got a Rebel List. With Harrison Dula with Marksmanship, Sworn Tactics, and Proton Rockets. Tycho with Predator, Composure, Ion Cannon, and Concussion Missiles. Corn Horn with Predator, Proton Torpedoes, R3 Astromech, and S Foils. Keo Venzi with uh, Trick Shot and Cluster Missiles. And Arian Kraken with Fire Control Systems and Plasma Torpedoes. So we've got a five ship list, all of them pretty fast, so three A Wings. Um, an X-Wing and a Z-95 um, pretty big uh, orange all around so I definitely see this as an objective list alright next we've got Chance Crawford flying Darth Vader with Marksmanship Hate Afterburners Backstabber with Crackshot Disciplined Afterburners Muller Mythal with Predator and Afterburners Iden Versio with Elusive an Ion Cannon, and Vizier with Emperor Palpatine. So this looks like uh, Boy Vader, Backstabber, and um, Mauler, and then Iden and Vizier with Emperor Palpatine. So um, not surprised to see this Empire's in a really good place right now. <coughs> so then we'll move on to the next list, Alexander Phillips. With uh, Backstabber, Crackshot, Disciplined, Afterburners. Uh, Mauler Mythal with Predator, Afterburners. Iden Versio with Elusive Ion Cannon. 
Darth Vader with Marshmanship Hate and Afterburners, and Juno Eclipse with Marshmanship Pattern Analyzer and Fire Control System. So uh, very, very similar list, just replacing uh, Vizier um, with Juno. All right, next we've got Republic, and we've got Wolf with Wolfpack. So this is uh, Sock Wolf with um, Jag with Veteran Tail Gunner, R4P Astromech Sync Console, Click with R3 Astromech, Alpha 3B Betch, and Proton Bombs, Anakin Skywalker, so Sock Anakin and Sock Obi-Wan. Um... So, yeah, pretty pretty interesting all around. Uh, two arcs. Um, click to reduce probably the shots going into the ATIS. Um, the range bonus on the shots going into the ATIS, which makes the most sense. Um, and then two ATIS flying around. So, yeah, just seems, seems like a solid list. All right, next we've got Spencer M., with a, another re- rebel list, we've got Wedge and Tilly. So this is uh, Boy Wedge, Arian Kraken with Fire Control System and Plasma Torpedoes, Tycho with Ion Cannon and Proton Rockets, Kyo Venzi with Crackshot Concussion Missiles, and Corn Horn with Predator, Proton Torpedoes, and R3 Astromech. So um, two A's, two X's, and a Z. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can see it in my head. It's kind of I'm I'm struggling for words to describe how I would fly it. Um, obviously, um, the A wings would kind of be off doing their own thing, and then uh, Corin and Wedge um, would be uh, either together or. Um, very close near to each other is how I would fly it um, to provide the most bang for that uh, I6, I5 buck. All right, next we've got Keith Wong flying Resistance with Finn with Heroic, Elusive, and Perceptive Copilot, Rose Tico with Marksmanship and C-3PO, Hello Atsy with Heroic, Elusive, Ferrosphere Paint, Integrated S-Foils, Heavy Laser Cannon, Nine Numb with Elusive, R6 D8, Integrated S-Foils, Heavy Laser Cannon, and Lulu Lampar with Heroic, Elusive, and Shield Upgrade. So, two pods, two T-70s, and an A-Wing. Uh, again, five ships. Um, seems to be kind of the sweet spot now. Something, at least something to think about if you're less building. All right. Next, we've got Will Brooks flying Darth Vader with Malice, Juke, and Cluster Missiles. Inversio with Elusive Ion Cannon. Two Black Squadron Aces and Countdown with Shield Upgrade. Uh, another archetype that we've seen Defender Vader um, with stuff. Um, yeah, he, he can can be nasty. Um, not not invincible, but but definitely can be nasty. All right, next we've got Miguel J. Flying CIS with Django uh, Fett with Savage Proxy Mines. False Transponder Codes, Contraband Cybernetics, Slave One, Veteran Tail Gunner, Sock, Count Dooku, Dirge with Heavy Laser Cannon, Ion Cannon, Xanadu Blood, 
and the Iron Assembler with energy cell charges, independent calculations, munitions failsafe, and grappling struts. Uh, we've talked about um, almost that exact list before already. Next, we've got Shane H. with Flying the Rebellion with Luke Skywalker with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Proton Torpedoes, R4 Astromech, and S-Foils. Ahsoka Tano with Brilliant Evasion, Elusive Proton Rockets. Nora Wexley with Elusive, The Child, Ursa Wren. And Arian Kraken with Expert Handling and Plasma Torpedoes. So this is ARC-170 Nora, which is kind of interesting to see. But you've got fives across the board, so four fives. Um, seems like just a, a, a good solid place to be. All right. Now we've got Other Paul um, coming in with Scum, with Han Solo, with Trickshot, Maul, Agile Gunner, Engine Upgrade, Lando's Millennium Falcon, Emon Azamine with The Child, Thermal Detonators, Rig Cargo Shoot, Delayed Fuses, and Droste Title, and Koshka Frost with Ahsoka Tano, Rig Cargo Shoot, Marauder, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Again, this is another archetype that we've seen do well in the past where you've got two fire sprays and uh, both getting coordinated at I-6, which is honestly a little bit scary. Um, yeah. And then the uh, the last one at that three wins is Mr. Walter Perez flying the Rebellion with Derek Clivian with Marksmanship and Concussion Missiles, Friend Rao with Swarm Tactics, R4 Astromech Targeting Computer, Wedge Antilles with Marksmanship, Elusive, Proton Torpedoes, R4, and S-Foils. Dutch with the Belly Run, Ion Cannon Turret, and Plasma Torpedoes. And Arian Kraken with Fire Control and Plasma Torpedoes. So we've got a lot of a lot of ways to get multiple ships, um, multiple um, modded shots. Um, which is what the Rebellion does. So this is kind of like a kind of an alpha list um but yeah um it it flows it makes sense and then the last one that i'm gonna read um from pax unplugged actually this is the highest ranked first order list overall now not a lot of first order was taken to pax unplugged so if you're a first order player like me it could give you a little bit um uh, uh kind of equal parts hope and fear uh, and what I mean by that is um, the hope is nice that you can, it should be easy to go top in faction in first order because not a lot of people are bringing it. But the fear is not a lot of people are bringing it um, because maybe it's too balanced or not unbalanced enough, um, if that it makes any sense. But that top placing first order list also kind of goes into why I looked at all the different self-sufficient ships. And that is Agent Tyranny with Agent Terex and Shield Upgrade, Commander Malars with Magpulse Warheads, Lieutenant Gaelic with Proud Tradition Ion Cannon, Static with Proud Tradition Ion Cannon, Scorch with Shield Upgrade, and DT-798 with Shield Upgrade. So what you have here is essentially um, five ties that are all able to shoot um three attack dice in some way, shape, or form. And then Agent Tyranny, who's going to mess up the synergy of, of your list. 
um, making friendly allies. It's it's something to to definitely look at and be prepared for in your list building. I think there are people who are smarter than I who are going to um, be bringing the first order to a more detrimental effect to the meta. Thank you for making it this far. Uh, as you know, um, this podcast cannot survive without the support of our Patreons, our patrons um, on our Patreon page. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the page uh, financially, please look at the different tiers that we have as they do apply to upcoming events. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast in a non-financial way, consider leaving a review however you consume it. I read each one, and it really means a lot to me. Also, share with your friends. Maybe they're not listening to this. As you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. And this week's question is, Did I miss any self-sufficient ships? And would you like to see some self-sufficient lists? All right, this is Sailor Joe. Signing off. You're not alone.